0: So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off, it's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. guys it's episode 71 of your favorite hockey podcast and your favorite hockey podcast's favorite hockey podcast it's hosers uh with me (laughs) is chris killingsworth the usual host of the show but i am here stepping in because he is inebriated
1: i'm not inebriated (laughs) i'm driving right now okay whoa 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 i'm not inebriated and driving let's slow the slow the roll there buddy
0: I've been driving, Um, like, uh, one of those kids' uh, Jeeps.
1: What? (laughs) Yeah. I'm driving one of those all the way home home from work back to Barry. One of those kids' Jeeps. Yeah. My niece has one of those, and those things can really fly, man. I'll tell you that much.
0: Man, that was, like, Um, the gift for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Everyone wanted one.
1: I had one.
0: You spoiled.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what vehicle it was, like, replicating. I believe it was, like, a Jeep, and I used to strap my little brother, Cameron, in a wagon behind me, and we did, like, a little bit of a convoy-type scenario, um, and that that shit worked fairly well. I think, like, also when you're a kid, like, you're so, like, heavily influenced by, like, movies and stuff that you saw as a kid, so I, like, definitely thought that the vehicle I was driving was, like, the Batman. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you know that's that's a factor. Um, with the new, um, you know, The Batman trailer coming out for all the comic book uh, nerds out there that also listen to the podcast. What's up? Um, fucking
0: losers.
1: And... No, dude. No, 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 dude. Trust me. We can talk about Munich Bayern or whoever the fuck <laughs> won that soccer game after. But uh, yeah, so... My brother reminded me that when we were kids, I guess him and I used to like, do like, you know, act out some of the scenes from the movie. So um, the Michael Keaton Batman, like the first one, I think it came out in like 88 or 89, the year I was born. There's this scene where the Joker says, think about your future. And then he shoots the guy. And I guess Cameron and I like re reenacted that as kids. And one time. I fully tipped him out of the wagon like onto the ground and my parents were mad so uh, don't know how we got here but um, we're here baby this is just to prove to you guys that I'm not inebriated I am of sound body and mind
0: (laughs) say the alphabet backwards right now (laughs) Zed
1: I don't think that's like a functional way to tell if someone's drunk because like I can't do that sober so like you know what I
0: mean so what always works. Yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> Did you see any of these these new DC comic trailers? Or No, no or you give a shit about that stuff?
0: No, like, like not I, even a little bit. No, I I don't really care. <laughs>
1: uh, That's I don't know. I'm
0: not a movie guy. Like I'll see a good movie if it's like recommended, and like maybe three or so after years after it came out. Like I started watching Knives Out. Like that? Oh movie. yeah. Uh, I am like an hour in. I stopped. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that movie. I think so. I saw that movie at the at the theater. Like one of probably one of the last movies I saw in theaters before COVID. And I fully fell asleep during that movie, and then woke up and was like, "This movie kind of sucked." I don't know. I thought that it, <laughs> it was, was good. I, like, I
0: liked it so far. I
1: thought that it was going to be like a murder mystery where like people like you know. Involved in the story, we're like all gonna get kind of picked off one by one by the killer a la clue, but that's not really what it was. No, so I was like, the fact oh, that you figure out dumb. what's
0: the fact that you figure out what, like, I'm only like an hour in and I yeah. like you just figure out what actually happened. And you're like, oh, okay, like, you know, so sometimes
1: movies, this is, I don't want to like, spoil it, but no, 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 you're not spoiling it, but well, we might be i don't care if you haven't seen this movie then like stop listening i don't whatever that's fine you can listen to it <laughs> after i can't i can't imagine anybody's like well fuck i wanted to listen to episode 71 but i guess i gotta watch the movie now you know what it's mean? happening yeah like who cares but um yo i don't know if you know this hold on i gotta i'm, I'm at the drive-thru you want anything uh yeah Okay. Hi, can I get a large coffee, two milk, two sugar? Yeah, you know those uh, NHL collectible sticks. Do you have number 16, Mitch Marner, right now, or are you guys sold out? Sold out? Do you have any of them left? No, I don't have any. All right, way it goes. Hairy. Thank you. Just the coffee nine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you. Um, I was hoping I- I might be able to bait them into saying like, "Oh, we only have Connor McDavid left." Sorry, um, no, they've been sold out. I'm not in Barrie. I'm in Newmarket right now, oh, uh, and they exactly. are sold out of them literally
0: everywhere. It's crazy. Not even just in. Dairy. What are they? Are they just like sticks? I, I just, I've just seen the commercial. I haven't seen like any in real life or anything.
1: Yeah, they're like collectible little hockey sticks. But um, you know, they. I mean, they look cool. I'd probably cop.
0: I mean, that just stresses me out thinking of like this box that you're just sit putting on a shelf.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I
0: know I know one person's basement will probably have it.
1: Carters? Can I just tell you something really quickly that yeah. I haven't told anybody but I think it's really interesting? So, no, okay.
0: yeah, sorry, what? Go ahead.
1: Okay, so the reason that that movie was kind of ruined for me <laughs> knives out and like a bunch of other movies too is that any movies or tv shows that have um like apple devices in them like iphones ipads Macs, whatever there's this arrangement that apple has with these movie studios where bad guys can't be portrayed as using apple devices
0: are you serious yeah is this a known thing
1: i don't i mean i don't know how known it is but like it's pretty common knowledge in my Circle, I guess you could say, and it ruins so many movies for me because yeah if the if if you see people and they're using Apple devices and it's like obvious that they're like using iMessage or whatever, chances are they're like the good guy, but if they're using like you know like an unmarked phone or like it doesn't, it's like very obviously not an iPhone, they're usually the bad guy in the movie,
0: oh yeah, literally, this is from c n b c it was Rian Ryan Johnson, who's the director of *Knives Out*, said about like kind of exposed that that's what it is.
1: It's really funny that you called him Rian and not Ryan. You fucking troglodyte. It, whatever.
0: His name's know. Ryan.
1: Good spelling, though. Is and that you his... want to be and you want to be a WHL scout. You can't even pronounce a funny name.
0: Is that just the Irish way or something? Is he Irish? It looks
1: Irish. No, I just think it's a different way of spelling it. I don't know, but what does the article say?
0: It's just like quotes of him of that he revealed that Apple will permit phone productions to use his product on screen, but with one very big caveat: villains can't have an iPhone on camera. Right. He said Vanity. I don't know if I said I don't know if I should say this or not. Johnson said in Vanity Vanity Fair in a Vanity Fair po- video it, posted. Oh, I so thought you're talking to me. Thank uh, you. Yeah, but he just said like lot. Apple. Yeah. They won't. They let you use iPhones in movies, but and this is very pivotal. If you're ever watching a mystery movie, bad guys cannot have iPhones on camera. Every single yeah. filmmaker who has a bad guy in their movie that's supposed to be a secret wants to murder me right now.
1: Yeah, straight up. Yeah. So, but it's funny. So yeah, I guess that was like Apple did not, not immediately
0: like respond. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, I and 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 like. I mean, obviously, I, I can't get into the nitty gritty of it, but what I will say is that it's consistent in other like other movies as well. Like, it's not it's not just that particular movie. So, like, I saw a movie last night at the drive-in with Robin. Um, it's called Unhinged, and it was fucking awesome. It was such a cool movie, uh, and Russell Crowe is the bad guy. And, like, my guy is using, like, a flip phone while everybody else in the movie is using an iPhone. I mean, so it's kind of funny. I don't know. It wasn't
0: very, like, an outright thing. But it does feel like a very bad guy thing to just have, like, a Nokia flip phone. Maybe it's because, like, like the, like, suggested use of it is, like, a burner phone. But it's very, like, I don't know. Very, like, you flip and you're, like, okay, you know?
1: Right. No, you're totally right, dude. And like that was my acting cra- No, that was okay. <laughs> but like, for real, like the craziest thing about all of that is that like I said, it's not consistent, like just or it's consistent with other movies. Uh, but yeah, like I'm not saying you're a bad person if you use like an Android or like a Windows phone, but like, you know, I see some of you on Twitter like, you know, tweeting from the twitter app for android and like i like i said i see you like i know what kind of evil shit you're up to i'm looking at you totally offside if you want an iphone and, i know about. let's get you one let's get you one and oh, billy
0: But oh i said yeah. billy it, it feels very <laughs> and, weird for people to have very strong opinions about technology companies like they're all I bad
1: disagree completely personally but I mean like obviously I'm super biased no but yeah
0: but I mean like as a super neutral person I've had Androids and I've had an iPhone I've had iPhones I haven't had an Android since I've had an iPhone right it was more just like iMessage it's more of the reasons why like 90% of the reasons why people have iPhones and this is such an old topic of like Android versus iPhone where people don't really care anymore but it's like yeah yeah People it's get a what, matter whatever of, they fucking want.
1: Man. It's a matter of preference. Like if I didn't use an iPhone, you know, for work and, you know, for my, my life and whatever, um, I'd have a pixel phone like every day of the week. Like I think those phones are really cool. I probably, Samsung makes great phones obviously, but I'm not crazy about the UI on them. Uh, I mean, listen, this isn't the hosers <laughs> tech and movie podcast,
0: <laughs> but tech and movie. <laughs> just movie
1: hosers hosers tech, tech and movie, and movie review yeah Turn, Welcome. Get off ottoman Sorry. uh no you're good <laughs> but um yeah i don't know i just i, I wanted to tell you that because i just thought it was like such a crazy thing that it like completely ruined the fucking movie for me so i literally just like fell asleep in the theater right but anyhow let's let's get into some other stuff like what, what's new with you buddy it's, been, it's um, been a week we had a great episode like a little over a week ago with Arun.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of – man, it just goes to show that, like, it doesn't – nothing really changes. Um, But stemming off a lot of the conversation with Arun, obviously the biggest topic right now is about the walkouts and the strikes Um, that is happening in the NBA and a little bit in the MLB, Um, obviously not the NHL but you're kind of just seeing that all over Twitter anyways. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It just feels very like weird to talk about sports right now Um, from a personal standpoint. It's just like, it's a weird situation to be put in, but I think it's a necessary one because of what is happening Um, right now with the injustices and Jacob Blake and everything that's going on. um, It's just, yeah, man, like okay, so obviously the kind of a synopsis of what's happened so far if no one if literally you're not paying attention at all or you just like went offline for a couple of days is the Bucks and the Magic decided not to play their game that is happening tonight and then the four other teams that were supposed to play tonight also decided not playing and this was all stemmed from the Raptors and Celtics talking about 2 days ago of of um not ta- not playing their game that was supposed to happen tomorrow on Thursday.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So this so it's kind of another situation where the Raptors have really come obviously this is a very biased thing but they've kind of led the way of being the most kind of outright franchise and most like in your face kind of like this is what is going on and able to talk about and it's a very Strong just p- position from what the Leafs have been doing, even though that they're both MLSE. Um, yeah, but it's with the Raptors showing up and like Black Lives Matter written on their buses, all the players wearing um, messages every day in media and always me- and always making the message themselves. Um, this is a really strong kind of movement for players realizing how much power they have. And that was already a strong message in the NBA financially and entertainment wise and popularity wise that the players have a lot of power since the NBA is probably the most progressive league in that sense. Yeah. But now you're seeing the MLB where players are deciding of what they're doing and like with the Mariners um, that they've all decided not to play and the Brewers and Reds earlier were the first MLB teams not to decide their, to play their games tonight. Um, the Jays and Red Sox are still playing, so, of course. But just like how it's kind of saying that this is a player-led, and that's why I think it's hard to really state, get mad at the NHL for this and get mad at the league and the teams for it, even though they definitely don't do anything good. But it's a player-led situation. Yeah. So, yeah, with,
1: I, yeah, I, I think, you know, you've obviously hit on it and, and regardless of, of where you're at on it, um, you know, these, these, these conversations need to happen. Right. Um, and I mean, I think what's, what's really significant about it is, you know, you have these professional athletes who, you know, in, in, in the, I, I don't know what the, what the hockey equivalent of it would be, but. You have all these these fans saying, you know, shut up and dribble to basketball players. Well, and sorry, you know, you're starting to see, you know, them really understanding that, like, the power is in their hands. Like, <laughs> they don't want to play, and 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 I don't sorry, that that's not how I meant it. If they choose not to play, in in essence, don't want to play, given how how they're feeling and and everything that's going on in the U.S. right now and across the world, um, they won't. Right? There's there's bigger issues at hand. And they're using their platform um, to highlight and, uh, and, and to make sure that you, you see it, you hear it, you understand it, you begin having the conversation with your loved ones or, or you know, with your municipality or, you know, your community leaders and, and make sure that, that you're driving change that way because everything else they've done to this point hasn't always worked. The league can't always be trusted to go about it the right way. Uh, And I'm speaking very plainly, not specific to the NHL, but MLB, MLS, you know, uh, NBA, you know, uh, all of them, right? So
0: I don't know. And then,
1: like, what what did you think about this Logan Couture thing that
0: happened? Well, yeah, I was gonna tie it in with what I was gonna say next. Is about like because it's such a player led thing. Like, we shouldn't we should expect more from NHL players, but the reality is that with pretty much 97% of them being white or whatever the amount is, is pretty sure right. it's pretty much 99. Yeah. Um, and, the, and all of them come, coming from pretty wealthy backgrounds, just the natural way that hockey is in, of how to play it and everything. And yeah. from the privilege that comes with being able to play hockey and continue continue playing hockey at a higher level. I think yeah. it's just hard to to for them to kind of start that movement.
1: They're, yeah, well, like
0: and and with hockey being such a team first and and league first mentality, it's just really right. hard to rationalize of like, oh, these players should be doing this. Like, it's just trying to be realistic. And I know that it just sucks because it's just the reality of it, and it sucks that to think of it like this. But hockey is pretty much that sport now. Like it's like it's I think our a friend of the show from Tape to Tape. What's his actual name? Matt? Oh yeah. Matt. 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 Uh, Mattie, he, he put it he put it really well in a tweet earlier tonight of uh let me just see if I can find it now. Um but it's basically oh God man. Listen, while
1: you're looking that up I wanted to just share quickly that it just felt very tone deaf to me right where like well so you know and, and i like really battled with it and like wanting to make sure that how i felt about it was articulated in a way that made sense and 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 was still very true to like my understanding and my own learning of things that are going on because like i said i grew up in a small town i'm you know a white straight man i'm still trying to understand my privilege and what I need to do to amplify the voices of people around me who, who need my support and need our collective support, right? I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure that out. And, you know, I think, you know, having the conversation and trying to have an understanding, I think people are doing what they can, um, you know, to, to continue that dialogue, right? But like, I, you know, read the, the Couture tweet, this morning and was thinking like at first i was like wow like that's awful that you know you got punched in the face in toronto like i don't know that just i'm not saying that it didn't happen but i don't know it just seems weird that he'd be out at like some restaurant talking about politics and some guy would come and drop him you know what i mean i just well yeah
0: it's it's either i feel like it's either two situations like the tweet definitely isn't just how it went it's either he was saying way more like racist shit. And then he got punched or he didn't, he didn't get punched at all. Sure. he's just talking about Republican stuff. Well, and and you know
1: what? Right. And, and you know what? The fact of the matter is like, we probably won't ever really know unless he decides to provide a little bit of context on that. But what he said about like, you know, and and follow-up tweets insinuating like, you know what? Like, what kind of world do we live in where people can't vote the way that they want to vote, I think is the message that he was trying to share. I, I, don't, I don't even that's really know. Stupidness. Right. But like I at the, at, you know, take, take Trump and, 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 and the, the, you know, what's, what's going on in the U.S. right now out of the message. And I know that that's literally impossible because that is like the impetus of what the message is. But the notion that, People should be able to choose and vote for who they want and whatever, whatever, whatever. I totally get that. And that part I agree with. However, to tweet that right now, when we just had this shooting happen that has absolutely rocked the US, North America, the entire world, knowing the type of person that you're, that you're in a sense defending in that moment being Trump. Like, it just seems incredibly tone deaf. It's where, so freaking stupid. Re- well, where, and, and like, I'm not defending the guy, obviously, but I think that there's a part of this where like white guys, and in this case, a white man of privilege who, you know, has, has you know, worked hard to get to the NHL, and, you know, I'll give him all the credit that way where it's due, where it's like, I think that they want to share something but they just have no idea how to go about it. And it's like they haven't consulted any friends or family into how to put this out onto the internet and into the public. And I'm not saying that like, you know, (laughs) listen, Twitter would not really be the thing that we know it to be if we had to, you know, make sure our, 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 our friends and family proofread every tweet that we ever put out onto the internet. But for him to kind of, for the most part come out of nowhere and he had, you know, this statement around black lives matter and all these things not that long ago. And then to post something like that, it just, it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel genuine. It felt like, let me shine the spotlight off of, you know, black lives matter. And and a lot of those things that are going on in the U S right now and shining it back on him and being like, well, you know, that's going on, but look at what also is going on for me. And you can have both of those things, but we're not talking about Logan Couture's life right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can feel that way. And, and you know what? Like all of us collectively as, as, a, as, a, as a community and a society, we're going to continue to push that conversation forward for everybody. But we're not talking about everybody right now. And that's where I think it just is completely tone deaf. And it's like, why are you shining the spotlight on, on you understand why it's being shone on, on this particular thing, but then it's like you grab the light right out of the person's hands and are like, hey, look at what happened to me. And, and I just, I wasn't crazy about the way that that was handled. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, he was, It's just a very dumb thing to say. Like, my initial reaction was, like, oh, great. Like, another hockey, like, really dumb. Like, Brandon Prust 2.0 kind of thing. But it's just, like, it just shows, like, of how much hockey still has to go when, like, teams are... So, the Sharks put out a statement, like, of Couture. Have you seen this yet? So, the Sharks said... The Sharks organization is aware of the incident that occurred on Tuesday night in which Logan Couture was assaulted in Toronto. We are thankful that he was not seriously hurt and unequivocally denounced physical attacks or abuse on anyone under any circumstances. Like, to put out that and just be like, oh, like, we're glad he's not hurt because then he could be, like, I'm not defending Couture, but he's still labor. He's still a player that is an employee of this team. Oh, so that we could still, like, use him and still and still use his services and then we we're also like oh we don't like we don't like we denounce physical attacks or whatever like it would be better just like if no one if pretty much no one except like media or even like not even the top media like even paid attention to it just like yeah let it it go in that discourse of like the prust, the weird things of like No actual team has to recognize that that happened. Like,
1: yeah. And the thing, the thing is,
0: like, even tonight with the NBA and everything going on, Evander Kane tweeted out support of the NBA players, and Couture tweeted a half-ass apology, and the Sharks social media retweeted Couture's apology and haven't done Kane. Right. So, with considering of everything that's going on they should just be able to read the room and know of what footsteps to follow and everything.
1: Well, and I think like the other the other side of it is like f- fair fair enough, right? Like he he apologizes, okay, like I, I hope he sees the error in his ways, you know? Like obviously Like, that's the thing. I have a problem when we, like, bury people and we cancel them forever and ever and ever and are just like, oh, this person's going to be the same dude who had this bad take or this really, really awful positioning on something for their whole life. Listen, people can change. Let's hope that he does whatever, right? However, on the other side of it, we have such high expectations for the Sharks because of, you know, their support. Of Evander Kane you know a few months ago and, and you know continued support I'm hoping where it's like you know you to have one and not the other is 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 really shocking to me because they've had some great releases as a team in support of Evander Kane and it's like so wait the one time that like you know you guys are kind of solely in this awkward spotlight given what happens I agree you almost like I think what you're trying to say, I think we're on the same page is like, if you're not going to address it, like just don't address it at all. Is that, is that what you mean?
0: Yeah. yeah like yeah, if I get that, like they didn't put out anything positive, like if they're to, like, it doesn't make any sense to why they would do it. And that's kind of just hockey's mantra of like, like tonight they're like, Oh, we're going to have a moment of silence for Jacob Blake. And I was like, man, like what the fuck? Like, They couldn't even say, like, Black Lives Matter, just, like, that statement. They're like, oh, we skate for Black Lives. Like, it's just all this half ass shit that the NHL does as a league. And Mm -hmm. all the players, like, they had one player raise their fist during the anthem, Matt Dumba, and then they had four players kneel. That was the thing of – that's the whole contribution and public display from NHL players. Five players have shown some – and obviously Dumba has done the most. But five players on – on the ice, I've done something. And then there's also the hockey diversity, like allegiance and everything, but like, Um, but it's like, it's just, it's just so like depressing of like how to be like a fan of hockey right now with everything that's going on. And like to have some morals tied in to sports. And obviously everyone should with like things that they enjoy. Right. Um, but it's just like, I just can't stand of like keep on just enjoying the sport blindly and just be like okay on ice is the same and off ice or whatever like like I was saying with uh from tape to tape what he put it was basically like because being a hockey fan right now feels like a political choice just like feeling mm. like you're like being a hockey fan is you're choosing to enjoy the same things and to celebrate with terrible people. Because yeah.
1: but hockey I, I hockey, get is the perspe- yeah.
0: hockey is gonna become and already probably is, especially in the states, and definitely in Canada already. But like the sport that a lot of conservatives and right wing people like choose to support because they're so half-assed in these statements, and like like Eric yeah. Trump tweeting support and like Donald Trump being like Oh yeah, like the NHL does it right during the Blues visiting the White House, like yeah. there's so there's so no, there's no backbone and no like yeah to be in a I, situation. It's really uh, just hard yeah. to like.
1: I uh, I get that yeah. perspective. I disagree. I don't. I don't think that those two things have to be mutually exclusive. Although I get that the perception of people and and I and I completely understand where they're coming from. Is that you know this equals that. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily true in in that sense. Like, I don't know, man, it's such a delicate thing to talk about. And like, I, 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 I enjoy the conversation. I think it's important conversation to have, but like, I also have absolutely no time for people that are like, well, if you like hockey, you're supporting like a racist league. And it's like, man, (laughs) I get that there are some people who have Made some poor decisions and will continue to make poor decisions, but like, I don't need that to be a reflection of my fandom or why I enjoy the sport. You know yeah. what I mean? I, like, is, I, that, is that fair to say?
0: Yeah. Like, I'm, it's just right at the forefront right now. So it feels kind of gross just to put, like, I'm not watching any hockey tonight. I usually watch a game every night, like, you know, like, just yeah. on, like, probably the same with everyone kind of right now in the playoffs, but it's like, it's just, it's just hard to like talk about on the ice stuff. And I mentioned yeah. in a tweet earlier tonight where it was like all these sports media people. And I've mentioned on the podcast too, with Arun where it just feels gross to like, just keep it on the field or on the ice, like to yeah. just keep it in this, like, Oh, like that, whatever. And I know we're going to talk about the cap cap and trade, like, and stuff like that. And like talk about, some second round stuff, but it just feels like it should all just be coded in this like dusting of like, we don't feel great right now talking about it. Yeah. We, there's, there are more important things that are bigger than sports right now. And like, actually I'm just looking at Twitter right now and Kelly Rudy said on the broadcast and I was super surprised for Kelly Rudy. He said, I'm disappointed that I, have to, that we have to be talking about hockey right now. Yeah. And he Actually like, that's, coming from like some guy like him and i'm not whatever i'm not saying that but like it's just like i think yeah i
1: think sometimes we're taken back by people that we perceive to be like part of hockey's old guard so it's like when they say something really intentional and and with a lot of purpose behind it sometimes we're caught off guard and that's that's not a dig at kelly rudy it's just like you
0: know, it's, it's hockey. It's, it's what we already talked about. It's hockey's normal, like normal, like Don Cherry was the face of hockey for a while. Like that dude, right? Right? Like, yeah. come on, no, like, I get it. I, I get it. If we if we shift gears a little bit,
1: and obviously it's hard to do that right now, but you know, at the same time, the show must go on, as they say.
0: Just put an it um, and be like, put some intermission music.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I like that. Um. Kasperi Kapanen got traded yesterday.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh,
1: <laughs> and, so did, and so did Jesper Lindgren.
0: Uh, Who and, gives a uh, fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: I do. I give a fuck about Jesper Lindgren. Um, and then uh, we traded another guy, too, right?
0: Pontus Aberg.
1: Oh, yeah. He was like a See, nothing. Like,
0: they literally, like, this is like a contract for and Like, literally don't think about him. He was cool. Like, it's great well, to have that in your system, but it's, like, a yeah. million Pontus Abergs. And maybe Pittsburgh will, like, revitalize some of that and be, like, another... Yeah, I was getting right into the trade, but, like, yeah. Maybe something happens with Aberg in Pittsburgh because they just need wingers and will gladly take some NHL, probably probably players that should play in the NHL, but still. Well, at Pontus
1: Aberg, the thing that's really weird about that is, like, I thought that he had signed a contract in the KHL. Did he not sign a deal with...
0: Tractor? I think it, I think Ch- it has... Chelyabinsk?
1: Chelyabinsk I think it has, it like,
0: a NHL An return out. out clause. Okay. Like, when the league returns, you can go back.
1: Yeah, well, like, I've seen that
0: in some... Uh, yeah. Some announced, like, Swedish leagues and stuff.
1: But it wasn't... No, I know, but the... the I guess it would be a clause in the contract, because it's not a loan. Like... Bro, Elite it's prospects. Just, yeah, it's com just, right it. now is just fucking loans and loans and loans. Yeah. It's all it is, right? But, um. What are they, yeah. Tom Dundon? Oh, hello. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the crazy thing about that trade is, like, it kind of came out of nowhere, right? I think, like, we all expected trades to happen, like, once the cup had been awarded, yeah. but. Teams can trade right now. Like, if you're not in the playoffs, you can trade, which is, is cool. Um, let's, let's break down the full trade here. So, we had Kapanen, Aberg and Jesper Lindgren go to the Penguins for 2020 first-round pick, which is 15th overall in this upcoming draft, uh, as well as prospect Philip Hallander. And uh, uh, what, what I believe else?
0: it's Philippe.
1: I don't think it's Philippe. <laughs> but- Felipe. <laughs> Felipe Halinder.
0: No.
1: Uh, and uh we also got back David Worofsky and Nothing. we also got Evan Rodriguez. Cool. So that's fine. What uh what what, what stood out to you about the trade? I mean, obviously Kyle well, Davis won this trade, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, easily. People are saying it's like so, the biggest yeah. win of his career. Um but it's I like, mean
1: it certainly feels like that. Man, they it? traded
0: okay. 15th overall like Corey Schneider was traded for ninth overall just about that yeah. by itself
1: for Bo Horvat, 7th well, overall
0: yeah. like Coyotes traded 7th overall for Ranta and Stepan Yeah, and that was D'Angelo in the 7th overall and someone else was that I it?
1: can't remember who it was it was not,
0: not draft day trade but it's like well man, there is like, that
1: Derek Stepan trade with the uh, Rangers that the Rangers drafted Leah Anderson but you're talking yeah. about a different trade
0: no, that was that trade.
1: Oh, you are talking about that trade. Yeah, that was the seventh so overall. That's seventh track. overall.
0: Yeah. Like right. top fifteen picks get a lot. Like, I think the fifteenth was the main part of the Dougie Hamilton trade. Right. From Calgary to Boston. Or yep. way from to Calgary from Boston.
1: Yeah, and they drafted Zach Seneschon instead of fucking Matt Barzell.
0: Matt Barzell, yep. Kyle Connor, fucking Thomas Shabal, yeah. oh, whatever. Oh my god. Um gross. But yeah, they uh yeah, like that's a crazy high pick to trade for captain, And then you also gave up a top three prospect in your system. That's a Swedish I, center. I mean,
1: that's yeah. not seeing much because, like, I love the prospect, but, I mean, Pittsburgh's, <coughs> excuse me, well, I'm coughing just thinking about it. Their prospect is, like, their prospect cupboard is is pretty bare.
0: <laughs> but still, it's so. still, like, it would still probably consi- be considered, like, a top 100 prospect in the league.
1: Uh probably not. Maybe. But, uh, I mean, I just it's like... like close. Yeah. Like play it
0: like depends close. on the depends on the person that's listing it obviously, but um Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, but, I, mean I like it, so... but I don't... You know what, he like let's let's break it down a little bit here. Like so for for Toronto, obviously the value in the 15th overall pick is fucking humongous, dude. Um, I, as always am like super invested in the draft, obviously, but you know, for them to now have that, um, and I mean, you know, I'm obviously not the first person to say it, but like the likelihood that they pick there is probably pretty slim. Like I think he'll probably trade back as he is, is one to do before or several times now. Um, but you know, there's going to be some good players in that top 60 of this draft right well unless there's so,
0: like unless there's a i mean he'll probably move back but unless there's like a sizable name like i've seen like prospect people of other teams like hating that the leafs might take anton lundell like yeah, and if, like they if they he got, drops or whatever and like people are like oh yeah like i think what was i think Scout um will Scout put out a tweet of like there's always surprises on draft day. Like he listed like all the drops, like Barzal yeah. and like just most recently, it was uh, fuck who most recently dropped, dropped, whatever. Well, like, there's always someone, that, like, there's always someone that drops and he's like, that's unexpected. And it's going to be like, sure. he's like Lucas Raymond might be a leaf. Like,
1: I mean, I don't think it's a, so- it's a, it's a
0: stretch, back. but like, it's, there might be a random like surprise that no one's picked this player and then they could take it. Or yeah. if they, if they're, they don't really see a lot, of yeah. one, well, value, then might as well drop down 100%. to like and pick. They're, they're already picking, I think, the most um, out of any other team. They have 11 picks now, or 12 picks now in the draft.
1: Yeah, they have a lot 11 of picks now. towards the end of the draft, which is great. But they've yeah. got, I think, a bunch of fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks. But um, yeah, and I mean, listen, if they got, that, buddy, you're getting me going on the prospects, buddy. Um, if they had an opportunity to draft Lundell, that would be awesome. I love his game. I think he's a great two-way center. Like, I think he's he's got a lot of great tools and the toolbox, right? But the biggest challenge there is, is that the way that Dubas has been drafting is kind of almost like boomer bust type guys, right? So, like, Lundell would be, I think, in my opinion and the opinion of a lot of other scouts, he's a safe pick, right? Like you kind of know what you're getting with him,
0: but I, I think yeah, there's
1: still a little bit of an offensive upside, but it's not as high. Uh, Hendricks Lapierre, right from uh, from the queue, but like, I think he's going to be available a little bit later in the first round, even though maybe he shouldn't be. And you know, given that the guy has got some injury history and stuff like that you hope all of that is I also wonder if, if Askarov falls you know do the Leafs lock up No. you know could, could they get a guy like Askarov in the first round I know you no. know picking a goalie in the first round's not always recommended but like don't pick
0: a goalie until like the fourth round
1: fair but like you know you've also got a pretty deep well it's not super deep but like I mean top end guys for goaltending you've got Askarov you've got Samuel Lavage you've got nico does like there's there's guys there right um but yeah i don't, I don't know man like if, if they were able to get two second round picks or you know maybe they're able to move back a little bit like I'm, I'm sure that they will but you know this wasn't even on the radar like a couple of days ago them being able to pick in the first round so that's definitely exciting um on halander halander I, I i don't know how you say it but um I think, you know, who he actually reminds me of a lot uh, is Carl Grunstrom. And I'm not saying that because they're both Swedish. But yeah, do you you know much about this guy or what?
0: There was talk. I've read some, like, profiles of him and stuff. Um, But there was, like, talk of him basically being um, Patrick Hornquist with a better shot.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could totally see like that. That's
0: kind of like he'll, – he'll, like, crash and burn and do yeah. all this crazy stuff and heavy play, and then he could also shoot the puck a little bit better. Um, yeah,
1: his his size is, like, differentiated. Like, I've got people that I'm reading here that are saying that he's 6'2". I thought he was 6'1", six six feet. It fluctuates a little bit. I mean, if he can be a 6'2 guy – um, and, you know, the Leafs maybe see him as like a potential, I, I think personally, he's got top six upside. I've, I've, I've followed him for, for quite a while. Uh, I know he played last year in, in Lulia in the SHL. Um, and, you know, I, I could absolutely see him having that top six upside. I think it's more likely that he plays uh, on the wing in more of like a utility role. Um, similar to like a guy like, you know, Dawson Mercer from this upcoming draft, similar to him where he's like kind of versatile, he can play up and down the lineup, but he's he's a heavier player, not in the sense that he's like, you know, chunky out there necessarily, but he's he he can play a little bit more of a physical game, so I was excited to see that, um, and I know he has played center uh, in the SHL, but I could see him playing on the wing for the Leafs potentially. Uh, de- you know, depending on what their center depth looks like. But here's a guy who, you know, kind of fell into our laps. Uh, you know, he, I think, is probably a top three prospect for the Maple Leafs right now, kind of out of nowhere, which is tremendous. Uh, and I could see him playing for the Marlies next year. And The Marlies are, they were awful this year. And the Leafs just haven't had the depth that they've had on the Marlies over the last, you know, four or five years. So, um, you know, that'll be exciting there. It is sad to see Jesper Lindgren go. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's a pro in, <laughs> like, who cares? Um, he's a prospect that I've I've really enjoyed. He's, he's a Swedish guy, but he played uh, in the uh, SM Liga for a few years. And then before he came over to North America. And since he's been in North America, he, he just hasn't found his game. He's He's not even a little bit of the player that he was playing in Liga where he had a bit of offensive upside. He was playing on the power play, top four role in Finland, and then he comes here and he wasn't always – he was scratched for, for a few games this season. And he didn't really look like himself adjusting to the ice. Um, I think that he, he's going to start in Wilkes-Barre next year for, for the Penguins. Um, but I don't know. I think if he can figure out his game, you know, you could see him play on the, the power play, maybe the second unit for Wilkes-Barre next year. Um, but it's also one of those scenarios where it's like, time is kind of running out on this kid. You know what I mean? The Leafs did sign him to an entry level contract a few years ago, and I believe his contract slid a little bit as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he's got to, got to put it together pretty quickly in, in, in Pittsburgh next year.
0: Yeah. I think it's very, like you kind of said, timely of like, I don't even consider like, what is he? 24, 22,
1: Thing. He's 20, I think he'll be, he's 23, no. Yeah, yeah 23 that's right rough. now, yeah.
0: That's like, yeah, well, that's rough.
1: Well, he just hasn't, he's kind of one of these guys where, like, the Leafs would draft these guys that had offensive upside, like a Jesper Lindgren, like, uh, like an Emili Rassen and even. Like, think about how he played on that, that France blue line all those years ago. And sometimes they go back to Europe and it just doesn't really make sense for their, for their development curve where like do you remember when uh, when Rasinan was you know he,
0: he Like barely was, he, playing in Liga? Oh yeah, but like then Jokure? he went to
1: yeah, he went to Jokerit and like, okay, fair enough, like play, you know, back home in Finland and the KHL, whatever, but like he was like a seventh or eighth defenseman. And now I don't know where I think he's playing back in the in the Liga this upcoming season. But he was playing in the, the tier two league in Finland. And it just, it was like all over the place. And this is a guy who, you know, when he was playing in the OHL for Kingston, it was like, this guy looked like he was a can't miss type prospect for the Leafs. And now it's like, it didn't really work out where like, I almost wish that a team, and I believe he did get drafted in the CHL import draft that Lindgren came over because his game would, would probably translate fairly well that way. And then you think of another guy that the Leafs drafted last year, Cali Lopinen, who played his rookie year in Sudbury this past year. He's going back to Finland. And it's like, boys, like, I understand you want to go home. But, like, you got to get used to this North American ice at some point before going back to Finland in this case.
0: Yeah. I Yeah. I just don't see – he didn't have a lot of value, obviously, in the Leaf system. So, it's just yeah. – I feel like it's not, like – Anything to really think to dwell on about losing him, and for a package that kind of already we've already talked about the pick and the prospect, like it's kind of a no-brainer to just throw in kind of this guy. Um, yeah, and even though they're getting, and we could touch on it more the last kind of two pieces. And Muravsky's like seriously, he's a 30-year-old AHL defenseman. Like he's more just to make the contracts like in the sub- roster size work. It's fine. Um, so we don't need to dwell on that. Yeah. But, um, Evan Rodriguez is interesting because he was always this like underrated, kind of heavily favored analytics darling.
1: Yeah, defensive um, forward with yeah, a,
0: really good, good death player for a while metrics, when he was yeah. when he was in Buffalo, um, and he he kind of dropped off this year for the Penguins. But I think it's you could see him kind of start. With the Leafs, but I wouldn't be banking on a lot of it. They definitely won't qualify him. Um, yeah. But Dubis was saying, I don't well, know,
1: man. They might. Well, they might not. Is, is they, won't,
0: they won't. They won't. They won't qualify him because it's he's already making two million. $2 million so they'll have to give yeah. him more than that. Right. Like it's with it's the same thing, kind of with CC. But um, maybe they
1: don't qualify him and they sign him for less. Like that's you know, that was the and thing. And that, or yeah. Yeah,
0: but I can see um, that. And like, and yeah, and or maybe they sign a longer deal where it's more, it's lower, but uh, more lucrative. Yeah, yeah. and
1: and maybe that works out. But Evan Rodriguez, if I'm not mistaken, like I believe he played uh, with Jack Eichel at BU, right? Like that. Yeah, that's why he signed with. He went to Buffalo. Yeah,
0: he was he was Jack Eichel's roommate.
1: Yeah. So um, obviously he's older. Like I think he's 27 or something now.
0: Yeah, probably now
1: but yeah i mean i could see him slotting in maybe even on that right wing you know or center like i I don't think they're bringing freddie back buddy i i think the uh, frederick the goat experiment is over in my opinion
0: yeah so maybe have have him as a like a 13th forward kind of thing and That'd be fine. Fourth line,
1: fourth line center, maybe, if Spezza doesn't come back. Oh, no, that's yeah. Joe
0: Thornton's spot. Never mind. Sorry, yeah. I forgot, We have I a Joe Thornton, Spezza, and Rodriguez line. <laughs> oh, line. my God. Um, no, but I think it was obviously, like, a crazy win of a trade. And we haven't really talked about it when we talked about the pick, but of their idea of even not even picking it or even trading back in the draft, but just trading it for a player. Using right. Value. And Duba said, like, it's pretty much – that they'll even take a player there. Um, Right. As we said earlier yesterday. Um, Yeah. But I think it'd be really interesting to what they could possibly get if they're shopping that pick around. And if they're going to get a a player of Dougie Hamilton's caliber, maybe even Dougie Hamilton actually, but that feels impossible because Carolina loves him so much. Yeah. Um, Man, but like, I don't see a lot of value out there that's available. Like you could talk about Jonas Brodine and you could talk about, yeah. um, you could talk about Dumba, even though his underlying numbers are terrible. Um Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You could talk I, about I, like, we're just talking more I, wild players, yeah. but even Jared Spurgeon, I love that, but that contract might get big cause he's already 30, but he's basically like a right-handed muzzin. That's better. Um, right. Like, it's just like, it's, yeah, I don't know. And and seeing, I guess they'll they'll see what that if there's a trade out there. But considering what Dubis was able to get for Kapanen, then yeah, maybe see oh on, god on draft day what they could get for that 15th pick. Hundred um, percent. Well, it and, turn into and, like a a Kapanen for Colton Pareco trade, pretty much. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see kind of how that shakes out in the next little bit here, right? I also think it'll be interesting to get a feel for um, – uh, what was I going to say? Oh, like the other moves that could still get made, right? Like there is an article um, this morning uh, – I don't know if it was an article this morning or maybe it was just uh, taken and people were running with it from Myrtle that was talking about uh, Freddie Anderson getting traded or Janssen getting traded, Kerfoot getting traded some other moves and i know you and i've talked about it before and i don't know if the three of us talked about it on the pod before yet but like do you think that freddie anderson's getting traded because it's starting to feel like he's getting oh, traded. Yeah.
0: i i i don't know there's just a year left on his deal that's the thing like what are you getting for a year of freddie anderson
1: i think i think correct me if i'm wrong but i thought that i had read that
0: and who the fuck gonna is gonna be playing that? net then
1: well, yeah, but dude, like I said before, like There's I, a lot I really, time. I really think that you know, in you know, the goaltending free agency market, it looks pretty good, man. Like, I, I don't know if they're necessarily going to lock up like a Laner or a Holpy long term or anything like that. I think they still got to give Jack Campbell another look. I, I'm a big fan of Jack Campbell. Me um, too. I,
0: I think I he's capable of playing it, like forty solid games next year. Yeah, if, if they need him to.
1: And if they could get like an A-B tandem going where, you know, not quite like a Rhyme or Bernier type scenario, but like, you know, goaltending for this team, they don't have the luxury of spending, you know, five mil plus on a goaltender for the Maple Leafs. It's not going to fucking happen. Like, it's very clear to me that, you know, as time goes on, that they're going to have to rely on on a reasonably, and I say that in air quotes, priced tandem like i think that that's how they're they're gonna be if they're gonna pay their top end as much as they have
0: it's just a huge i feel like it's a very big risk of where they're at um yeah like to kind of trade their goaltender away and then hope that their backup can shoulder a bigger load and then they go into a free agent that's not familiar with their system right it's a pretty big risk for a team that every year is trying to go for it and has not won anything yet. Yeah. Like if I they agree. go, if they go for a bigger trade and try to get say one of Columbus's goaltenders and they, yeah. they trade like a pretty sizable package that they could say, Oh, they overpaid for Merslekins or whatever. But yeah. then they go into this season with Merslekins and Campbell and then he lights it up. It's like, okay, it was kind of worth it. No matter what, like it could go all the other way, of course, but like, it's just maybe, hard with this team. Yeah. It's it's hard to, like, kind of say, like, of what, like, kind of going into that mentality. And especially for even a player, too. Like, if you're, like, Tavares or whatever, and it's like, okay, we just traded our, like, starter away. Like, I thought we were trying to win. And, and like, I know it's not, like, Dubas can be, like, oh, but, like, this player is actually better. Like, Freddie wasn't that good underlying, but, like, whatever. Um yeah. But, like, it, it, it's hard. And de- it all depends in context of what they get for them and if they're able to get more of that for them. But it's also, like, goaltending. It's not, like, a player, like, a defenseman or a forward where you kind of know what's coming. Like, goaltending, right. you, you could take a pretty big risk, like Carolina has with Morazic and Reimer. Or, like, Columbus has, like, letting Bob Bobrovsky walk. Like, people thought that was crazy. And then, look at that. They now have the best tandem in the league because they trusted – they're two goalies or like, right. uh, I don't know, the num the like number of goalies that have just came out, come out of nowhere, like anti-Ranta or something. Like it's just um, goal goalies are weird. And that's kind of the thing that's been known for a while um, of just like, of how to kind of trust their statistics and trust the- their actual abilities. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a sizable risk, but if it's a risk that pays out, then why not make it right? Like what even, sorry, I know we're going on it, but what even team would trade for Anderson? Can I just
1: quickly first apologize that, you know, you guys are going to get some ambiance right now uh, from it being like me driving home in the rain, um, which is like how my soul feels talking about trading Maple Leafs that I've fallen in love with over the years and the absolute, dread of trading them um listen it's not that I'm not high on Anderson I like Anderson I just don't think it makes sense to a guy who you're not going to be able to afford to resign for what we think he will get in the future they got to find a way to kind of make that work right so yeah. from that perspective um I don't know I think that there maybe be they're they're trading him to clear out some cap space which evidently they're going to need to do as a flat cap Anyways, so I don't know. Is there a possibility you could trade him for, you know, a goaltending prospect that might not be fully ready yet, but, you know, could, could be like there? a
0: Sorokin? Are you talking about Sorokin?
1: No, not Sorokin. I don't think they're trading Sorokin. have that uh... thinking, like Maybe they trade uh, McK- for Mackenzie Blackwood in uh, New Jersey, but that's not going to happen. What are you
0: talking about? That's not
1: going to happen. That's like me you on know, my, like, hf boards bullshit that's not gonna happen but even like uh, i'm trying to think of like some up-and-coming goaltending prospects like i don't know you think they might be able to pry away like a thatcher demko or something oh, if they're shit. able to if they're able Sorry. to lock up Markstrom, uh which we expect that you know canucks are going to be able to resign him what do you do with thatcher demko because he i think he's just about ready for prime
0: time no that would be really interesting. Also, I just looked this up because I was really curious. Honestly, they might trade him to Ottawa or Arizona.
1: I could, yeah, I bet they've got. Because
0: look at it, look at his contract. They already paid his bonus.
1: Right, it's his only bonus like one million or something. In his base salary.
0: salary is a million, yeah, for next right. year. Right. Like that's just a million bucks for actual. They already paid because it was on July first. They mm-hmm. already paid that bonus. Mm-hmm. So that's all done. So it's just a million paying left and that's pretty good goalie for a million bucks. So if Air, if Arizona want a cheap goalie and to kind of sh- like I know they have two goalie like Kemper and Ranta are a very good tandem but when they're healthy. I don't think they're going right. to acquire a goalie like that, but Ottawa to like to go with that, that's pretty I don't know, or like or a team like uh I'm trying to just think out my ass of a team that needs a goalie like uh but the problem is is
1: that there's lots of teams that need, maybe not lots of teams, but there could be like a lot of goalie shuffling, right? like Washington's got Simsonov, which is great, um so Holtby's gonna go somewhere, right? Laner, like if Laner stays in Vegas, let's say, for some reason or another. Then you've got Mark Andre Fleury on the trade block. I would imagine.
0: No team is acquiring so, Fleury. Come on.
1: Well, not at this rate, Alan Walsh. Jeez.
0: Maybe Fleury to the Leafs if the if Vegas retains. No, his dude,
1: that's not gonna fucking happen. There's. I, I'll eat my fucking sandal if that happens. I don't
0: see that happening.
1: I don't. What are they gonna? They're gonna. Like, what's his sal? Isn't his 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 cap retain, at like yeah. seven million?
0: They retain half and they take Anderson. Uh,
1: that makes me, um, I don't fucking know, man. I could see Eric, uh, Carolina maybe getting in oh. on the uh on the sweepstakes.
0: I think, honestly, I'm kind of thinking, I'm leaning towards.
1: Like, imagine Aaron- Anderson just, going back to the, the team. team. I just forgot, fuck. Anderson going back to the team that originally drafted him before he went back into the draft a few years later.
0: <laughs> what if a team like... Uh, literally, I was just thinking of a team that was it was a good idea, and I forget.
1: Maybe we just send him back to Anaheim for Sam Steele. I think that would be a good trade.
0: <laughs> yeah, because John Gibson isn't good. Uh, oh, spicy. No, I'm sa- I'm saying this Wow, what He's, if very, we, good. He's very good. Yeah,
1: John Gibson... What if we get John Gibson back and we have Jack Campbell and it's just a Team USA special?
0: What if he goes to Edmonton?
1: Yeah, see, I could see that. I could see that. For what, like an Ethan Bear or like... Dude, know, that'd be so sick. Prospects. Oh my
0: God. Ethan Bear for Anderson straight up, I would do that all day. Yeah, so would I.
1: But see, that's the thing. The the What I had read, and like I said, I could be completely off on this, was what, that they weren't necessarily looking for like a first round pick they were like and that's the other like thing for we player don't know. for player right they're just if they're just clearing cap space and the Leafs could afford to keep him so it's not necessarily like the Leafs
0: are up against it by any means yeah it's just like trying to get time, the value think, out of him if he's gonna walk because he's definitely gonna right. like he's probably gonna get at least eight million I think
1: yeah next I don't know nope.
0: I don't think I the, just think that maybe
1: that. I think that we will have a better understanding of the goaltending situation long-term for the Leafs after next season. Because I don't think Kasky Swo – like, I think Kasky Swo, his his time in the <laughs> Leafs organization is numbered, right? Yeah. But I do – you, you should just
0: thing, join their social media team as a vlogger. Oh,
1: okay, buddy. Relax.
0: You won't I earn the same think, amount of money, but
1: – I do think that Joseph Wohl is is, like, the real deal, though. He didn't have a great season this year at the Marlies. Yeah. But, like, I'm still a big believer in his game. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it'll it'll be interesting, obviously, to see how it pans out. But, like I said, we still got to think about Janssen. Um, I was enjoying Kerfoot's game towards the end of the season. Um, but, you know, I understand that having a, a, a center making a three and a half that you're not totally convinced that he is a good center – makes sense I think if they move Janssen I'd put Kerfoot on the left wing every day um I I like this game as a winger but I don't know man it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens one way or the other I did want to you know I know we're we're kind of off this topic a little bit but like if we have you know Pittsburgh fans listening and there I'm sure there's probably a few of you guys out there like I know a lot of people are dunking on GMJR and they're like, what the fuck is Jim Rutherford doing? But like, I agree that it was it was a, a big, big, big price for what he's getting. But like imagine happening and flying up and down the wing with either Malkin or with Crosby. I
0: he's don't know, sk- man. And then skating past their pass because he's can't control the skate. Yeah.
1: I know there's a lot of things that you can be like, oh, yeah, like this, this guy, you know, he, he, he's brutal, like he gives the puck away too much, whatever, whatever, he's too fast. He's like a guy that I think I like happening a lot, but I like genuinely think that he lacks some hockey IQ, where like, you see guys play, and, like, they, they've almost, like, mapped out exactly how the play is going to go in their head two steps before it happens, right? Where Kapanen almost looks like
0: – like, you know, when you were a kid and,
1: and, you know, your teacher asked a math question, and, you know, you're like, fuck, please don't ask me, please don't ask me. And then it's like, Thomas Williams, and you're, like, kind of <laughs> making your way through the answer as best as you can. I feel like that's sometimes how khaki plays, right? But at the same time, if you're playing with Crosby and you're, or you're p- playing with Malkin, depending on what they end up doing, like I think I don't think they would have paid that much for him if he wasn't going to be in the top six. Um, oh, I don't he's he's I, I,
0: going to be there no matter how he plays.
1: Right? But, but it, I don't know.
0: I, I just don't know how the match... And, of course, we're not going to know until it actually happens, but I don't know, man. Like, it's going to be... It's gonna be uh, interesting to see of how he actually plays if he's able to play with Crosby or Malkin. Like,
1: well, and there's a part of me that that thinks like this is such a steal that we have to like pander a little bit <laughs> to the Penguins fans to be like, no, 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 no. He 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 does have some good qualities.
0: He um, is like a good. He's such a good as
1: penalty killing.
0: He's a good penalty killer. Yeah. Um he doesn't make the best choices in the offensive zone he doesn't he, shoot he doesn't sh- he, he's in a basically just an average shooter but
1: what's weird about that is like when he played like when he got drafted and i mean he was still playing in finland he was a bit more of a shooter and then he got to north america and he wasn't and he's got like i would say an above average wrist shot like yeah. it's a- decently like you know and he's also a guy like this is a terrible comparison but like you know when I when I'm evaluating a forward and I'm and I'm you know watching how they handle the puck in transition I love looking for players that can still shoot while they're moving right so think of like think of like a like a Phil Kessel for example that's like kind of the most obvious you know player that can do that that can still get a shot off while he's moving at top speed and not necessarily have to drop his acceleration or or his speed in that moment to get the shot off. He he has been able to do that at times and it feels like that could be like a little bit of a secret weapon for him, but it's like I don't think he's got the confidence to shoot in those moments. Like, I'm thinking back to the, the the play-in series of Columbus where he's on a fucking breakaway. Was it against Columbus or was it in the exhibition game? I can't remember. And he just waited and, like, floated behind the net. Listen, oh, the only Columbus. person... It was Columbus. I thought so. The only player who I will give a pass to every time to, like, float around the offensive zone a little bit and, like, do a few laps in the offensive zone is like Matt Barzal. And you are not Matt Barzal, dude. I need you to shoot the fucking
0: fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I it, don't yeah, will be It'll be interesting to see. And, like, I think it's going to be a very transactions-heavy offseason if we're Me starting too. this early. And stuff will be moving around, and we'll see it kind of right away. But, yeah. man, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be an interesting going into the fall and see how things are. And then, right, pretty much as soon as the cup's lifted, it'll be draft. So, that'll be fun.
1: I love it. Listen, before we wrap up, we're obviously into the second round of the playoffs. We were wrong about some teams. Can you believe it?
0: No. Actually, I was never
1: wrong (laughs) about teams.
0: You're like, I've never been wrong about hockey in my life.
1: Never been wrong about it at all. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's fair.
0: Like, what? Um, Name a team that I was wrong about.
1: See? I don't remember our picks anymore because we were changing them every fucking series. I said
0: I was in five. Literally, that happened. I said, fa- right, fair enough. I said, yeah. uh, I, said Carolina. I said Carolina, but uh, <laughs> I said Lightning. Uh, yeah. I said Canucks. I said Vegas, pretty sure. Yeah, I think you did too. Colorado, obviously. And what was the other one? Stars and in- Calgary.
1: You had you had stars I think didn't you think so
0: yeah so I'm right I I'm had Calgary
1: I was I like I said I've been eating crow when I have to
0: I'm like was, the smartest talking man alive so
1: you might be um how are the stars up to nothing on Colorado
0: dude they actually have looked really good
1: they've looked very good the
0: stars, like the stars are such a weird team like they're I don't want to say boring on the level of like Islanders or like Islanders aren't very boring. They're just like play a, a different style of hockey where all they need is like two goals and then they're good. Um, yeah. And Columbus is pretty much that boring team. But uh, like, I think the Stars are just weird where they're like very bland. Like I was rewatching. So I was in, I was in Sarnia this weekend at my in-laws and like, Posting. yeah. Um, I got I got some sick uh, shit from Goodwill and Valley Village, uh, but Atta boy, um, yeah, like I was re-watching the. We basically had I was I put on the recap of I think it was game two. I don't know. It was like I I put on the recap of one of the games that played, like that, like ten minute whatever recap that the NHL does. Oh then my face it just, like, auto played the whole rest, like, backwards chronologically through a bunch. So, I was just sitting there, like, talking. I was watching them, sort of. And I forget, like, what game it is, but against Calgary, they put up, like, 50 shots in regulation. Against yeah. Calgary. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are the stars doing? Like, it's crazy, like, of how this shit just works for them. And it's, like, how they're just able to, like, at times look like the worst team to ever exist and then dominate the next minute, where it's just, like, well, for sure, like but they're getting Radic, it in like, their
1: depth, right?
0: Well, exactly. They're not getting it top wise. They're getting it players like Rupe Henson, Radek Fasca, and uh, and then like Klingberg, and then also Heiskin on the blue line. But it's like, man.
1: Oh, and and another player you may have heard of, De- Dennis Garianov.
0: Yeah, obviously him. But
1: well, you didn't say him, so
0: <laughs>
1: can't be. But yeah, that
0: it's just it's you're not getting it from your stars anymore. You're getting oh my god stars, but uh. You're getting it from those Idiot. guys, from those like role players of uh, that they have, and those like kind of underrated guys that are unknown quantities. Yeah, uh,
1: I said it on I said it on Twitter last week uh, for all of the like 20 people that follow me since I uh, back on Twitter again. See how long this lasts. I do feel good about this this round of Twitter. I will say that. Um, but I think Denis Gurionov is a fucking superstar, man. Like I. I legit think that he he's the real deal. And I know it's taken him a while to get here. Like, I know he got sent down to Texas uh, earlier in the season, and, like, there's times where he didn't look super motivated playing on Dallas. But, um, yeah, man, I, I am a I am a Dennis Gurionov super fan. You're staying. Uh, I might even get the 30-forger.
0: 30, no, Gurionov. I don't, dude.
1: Don't you put those stupid uh stupid words in my mouth, buddy. But I am getting of Stan. There's Stan gonna Cam, be a Dennis new thirty-four Gariano. jersey in the Killingsworth house. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not doing that.
1: Dude, I have to try and I'm ripping off my
0: but... Matthews jersey and putting on of Leafs jersey.
1: Wow, dirt on of Leafs jersey. Just yeah. get the nameplate replaced.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have a fight strap. But um
1: yeah, okay. With obviously duh um when you look at the current situation with things here really quickly before we end, uh who do you got in each series let's let's hear it
0: uh I'm feeling an islander's win here let's
1: start with let's start with lightning and Bruins let's go in order here lightning and Bruins who wins Bruins okay, hey, I'm gonna say lightning
0: I'm um, gonna say. Uh and then Islanders. Yeah, I got Islanders as, too. As buddy. it pains me, fuck man. It's dude, it's they've been so good, man. I hate it so much.
1: Uh, and not good in the sense that like the games are always super exciting, but they are just suffocating the flyers, man.
0: Yeah. Who do you got know.
1: for Avalanche and Stars?
0: I'm saying the Avs come back.
1: Yeah, I think they might. I think but like I said
0: they make it interesting. I go seven.
1: That would be, and that's it's for me between that series and the Golden Knights and Connect series. Those have been, I'm way more invested in the Western Conference right now. Oh, but yeah. I'm
0: going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to go stars as well. Uh, or, no, sorry, you said Colorado. I'm going to go stars. I know that I've picked against them twice. I am fully on the bandwagon.
0: There's too much of a stand.
1: I shut up. I hate that talk. Palm spaghetti. Who taught you that? Um and then Golden Knights and Canucks where are you are uh, you're going to You got to cheer for Canada's these,
0: like, team. Canada's uh, team, right? Right, like Canada's I'm gonna be, team, Chris.
1: I'm cheering uh in that series for the for the Canucks as well. We'll Give you that. Okay, so we're like pretty well aligned. Let's pretend that Carter was here. Carter would pick the Lightning because Carter picked the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carter would pick. Why is Ryan Paling not in the bottom six in this game? As, as Twitter had a fucking meltdown last week about that. Um, who, who would Carter, Carter, Carter would pick say, Flyers Carter versus say Islanders.
0: He's is better than Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: Uh, Flyers versus Islanders. What would Carter pick? Islanders. Yeah, I think so too. He'd be like, "I'm actually like a pretty big Dennis Potvin fan." Um, so, oh yeah, we'll, we'll probably have to go that way. Yeah, just Dude. like
0: their style and how they cycle the puck.
1: Yeah, you know, like I know, I look like I probably live uh, on uh, on Long Island, um, so probably a good fit for me. So, yeah. Uh, Carter would probably be, like, all, like, weird and nostalgic about the Avalanche and and Patty Waugh, so I think he's probably going to go Avalanche (laughs) against the Stars. Or He'd
0: go Golden Golden Knights, obviously.
1: Obviously, he would go Golden Knights. And then, I
0: think he would pick Bruins.
1: No, dude, I think he'd pick Lightning. I think (laughs) he'd be, be like, ew, Bruins, no. (laughs) His, like, dad will, like, lock him out of the house. Yeah. That's it. You're sleeping in the van. And Balto can't come with you. Oh my god! Before we wrap, Thomas and I wanted to talk about the passing of Riley Gale, who was the singer of the uh, the crossover thrash metal band. I mean, you can't necessarily put them into one genre. Power Trip. Um, I'm sure some of you guys uh, have listened to them, and if you haven't, you need to check them out. Um, we found out well i mean i found out late 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 last night robin and i were on our way back from the drive-in uh found out that he had passed away uh and yeah i passed away at 34 years old and uh it's it's pretty devastating to to the hardcore punk metal you know community all of these different you know communities that that band has touched with their music and uh it's it's just really 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 sad and um I wanted to make sure that we talked about it because as you guys know, the three of us kind of come from that world and um, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. How are you feeling about everything on that side of it, Thomas?
0: Yeah, I, I saw it yesterday too. And I was just kind of, it was just like bummed kind of just like the loss of it. And obviously I, I, I felt bad a little bit cause I wasn't totally up on, like a lot of their music like recent music like I I loved them earlier on and then like as they kind of started in the like earlier 2010s when they kind of got their names spread but I don't know it's just like it's so it just sucks man like just to lose and from what I've seen and like you probably like you said you hung out with them more and stuff yeah I've yeah, I've never met him or I was didn't have the opportunity to ever see them live either um, but just like of how like just genuine he seemed and just how like down to earth and like loving to all of his friends and everyone that he knew. Like there's so many stories of people of just like mutual friends that I follow on Instagram or something of just like stories that they've told of like when they've been down or like him checking up and like him just being there for everyone all at the yeah. same time. And like, Hell, like even Ice, like Ice Cube or not Ice Cube, Ice T has that band like. um, Body F- Count. Body Count. Yeah. Um, and then they had a song with him and they released like the music video and it was in production and stuff. Yeah. And they just put it out. And it's like, man, like, it's just so like he it felt like such big things were coming for that band yeah. too. Like, it's just like they're just so good. And it's just so, like, I don't know. I'm, like, kind of messing up my words right now. But it's just, like, they – it just sucks, man. It's just, like, anything kind of when you lose, like, an artist that you really enjoyed and really were inspired by them and really admired their work and losing at such a young age, just that kind of same feeling of being down or, like – and it's different because it's such a small community compared to losing, like, Robin Williams or David Bowie or whatever. We're so yeah. occupied, but it's like it's kind of feels like one of our own kind of thing well it it for me at least it it hurts
1: more you know like yeah it it hurts when you know and and power trip they were becoming if, if they weren't already a incredibly big band in in the metal universe um and you know obviously their genre catered to metalheads and 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 punk kids and anybody in between well, yeah like even, i was I treated,
0: yeah
1: i was just gonna say like they had also you know had some collaboration and some friendships with with people you know in in the hip-hop world and yeah. i and i know that the dudes in power trip are, are you know buddies with like post malone and a lot of other artists um from texas right and it's it's crazy to think that you know, someone that I was, you know, hanging out with on a stoop in, in Boston a few years ago with some buddies um, is no longer with us anymore. Um, it's, it's super sad. And I know that Riley, as well as the dudes in Power Trip, um, have, have always been super supportive of, of the music that, that, that my buddies here in Barry have been a part of, you know, whether it was, you know, Demolition or Millspec or any of those bands. Um, and they've always been such great dudes and showed a lot of love, um, to, to my friend group here in Barry and it's, yeah, it's, it's completely devastating. And I know that, um, I don't know if the album had begun recording, but I know that they were going into the studio around the time that COVID was going on. Um, you know, hopefully they're going to be able to salvage an album as, you know, a, a tribute to Riley and and all the hard work he put into it. But I think, you know, to, to kind of go full circle from the beginning of what we talked about on the podcast, Riley is a guy who, in, in, in my encounters with him and hanging out with him in the past, uh, always had a lot to say, but what he said meant a lot. Um, he, he, he spoke so articulately, is articulately a word? Did I, did I just yeah. like ruin my no, own that's... ability to be articulate?
0: No, that's a word. he was so (laughs) (laughs) he was so
1: articulate yeah Yeah, it's a a word he was so articulate about the things that he said but he was always saying them with such conviction and and you know being genuine and, and being authentic and being his true self and i mean that's that's something that's definitely not lost on me and it's it's a tremendous loss um to all of the communities that he's touched and that power trip has touched and uh like I said, it's, it's, it's devastating. Do yourself a favor and, and check them out if you haven't listened to them before. Um, I've seen that band more times than I can count. And, you know, from the beginning riff of the first song, you were fucking in it, man. Like, mm. just a tremendous band, tremendous front man, and, and just just a, a tremendous loss. So yeah. rest, rest in yeah. peace to, to Riley Gale. Said it well. Thanks, buddy. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's leave the the listeners with uh, some power trip on the way out here, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Okay, buddy.
0: Okay. See you, man. Talk to you soon. Bye, bye.
1: All right.